0: Hello, welcome to Bring Your Own—a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I am Brandy. I'm Kendra. I'm Kayla. This is our <laughs> inaugural episode, um, and today, yay. yay! This episode it has been dubbed "Bring Your Own Comfort Read," so we have all come locked and loaded with our comfort reads.
1: Very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should introduce ourselves just in case if anyone's listening they don't know who we are. Uh, so I'm Kendra. I have a TikTok account, a BookTok account. And my at name's at Kendra with an S, and then I have a Bookstagram, and I'm at Kendra with a Z because Kendra dot reads was already taken with an S. Very other Kendra. Yeah. Back. Annoying. Um, I don't even know who that is. I haven't even looked up the account. It just said username <laughs> unavailable. She's like the nicest person alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh, I'm so sorry.
2: Um, I like how you said I have a TikTok as if you don't have like over how many like a hundred thousand followers you're basically a celebrity Kendra be so serious Mm -hmm. (laughs) serious. a celebrity I don't like thinking of myself that way
0: you're so humble like that
2: humble yeah um I'm Kayla I'm not really on TikTok well I have a TikTok account but I don't really post on there so don't try and search for my TikTok people. <laughs> Follow me sometimes. And I'm like, please stop following me, please. <laughs> um, but I am mostly on Instagram. Uh, Kayla's bookshelf. Kayla's dot bookshelf is my Instagram.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And like I said, I'm Brandy. I'm at Brando's Books on both TikTok and Instagram. More active on Instagram. But I'm, I'm on both. I'm on both.
1: Love. And it's so funny that Kayla says that she's not, like, active on TikTok when that's how I met Kayla was through TikTok. That's because I'm
2: annoying. I'm, like, in people's comments all the time. I'm annoying. I'm active on TikTok, but I'm not actively posting my own content on TikTok, I guess is what I should say.
1: Okay, you don't post that much, but you have, like, a lot of cute little aesthetic videos that you made. And like some other videos that you made, all it. Don't you. sell yourself
0: short, Kayla. Yeah, I will.
2: It's okay. Thank
1: you. <laughs> so Kayla and I met on TikTok because she was in my comment sections a lot, um, mm-hmm. and then she slid into my DMs. Oh my god, I was like, wow, she slid into my DMs, and then we would like talk a little bit, and like she would always come to my lives, because I would go live on TikTok a lot. And I just like recognized mm-hmm. her, and then yeah, you when used I used to do my, that all the time. Yeah, I, I don't go live now. I should, but it's just a lot because then you're like talking for three hours and you're like, where did the time go? And then I made a bookstagram account and Kayla was one of the first people that followed my bookstagram account. But this is from your personal account you followed. This it.
2: makes me sound like such a stalker. No, no,
1: no, because I'm going to sound creepy too because when you followed it, I got so excited because was like, oh my God, I know her and I immediately followed you back. And I thought that was going to creep you out because like, it was your personal account. But then I don't know, we just like started yeah. talking a lot um and now she can't get rid of me and now we're best friends and I'm gonna move into her house and take care of her dogs and it's gonna be great um and then Brandy I uh, also met on Instagram I think you tagged me in a video right for like The Simple Wild yeah which I I read because of Kayla so
0: yeah I was quietly taking Kendra's Rex for a very long time like before I made a book account for anything um, I was following a lot, a, a few book talk creators, Kendra and Gracie and Lomi were the three that I, the first three that I followed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would go live that's together great. a lot. Yeah. So that's, I was quietly taking Kendra's Rex for a very long time. And then I decided to make my own bookstagram. And then I read The Simple Wild because Kendra was raving about it because Kayla recommended it to her. And then I tagged Kendra in it and just said you know I read this because Kendra and then we started chatting and then of course I met Kayla through Instagram when I started reading the Addicted series which is another series she told Kendra to read and then I read because of Kendra so like it was a chain reaction
2: (laughs) we technically we I mean we did like follow each other through Instagram but we was that like the first time that you and i had talked brandy i'm wondering because like we started talking when you were yeah when you were reading the Addicted series yeah i don't remember like if we actually first started talking through there or not or if it was just like we were putting a group chat together i really don't remember
0: so i i i was one of those people that followed you on tiktok when kendra said like my friend kayla recommended the simple wild to me so then I followed you, like, before my account was even a book account. Like, I just followed you on my okay. personal. Yeah, and then when we actually started talking was because, yeah, you swiped up on a story of the Addicted series. And oh, okay, you were like, oh, okay. give me your yeah. thoughts. And then then I started messaging yeah. you both. Because I was sending you guys the exact same updates. So then I just, like, made a group chat. I was okay like, Can I just send them Yeah. Here? Yeah, and
2: for reference, both of them, yeah, they're talking about my personal Instagram because I didn't make a book talk or a Bookstagram account for a long time just because I was like quietly following everybody else, like mm. all the, all the quote, big ones, like Brandy said, Gracie Lomi, uh, Kendra, Logan, uh, like every, I, everybody, I like can't think. Oh, Kimmy, obviously Kimmy's oh, yeah, a massive Kimmy. one for me. Pond, um, so... Father, really yes exactly I think Kendra and Kimmy were probably like the first oh and Breeze books Bree's books she was also like one of the first books I love Bree accounts, and Kimmy book talk accounts yeah so anyway um, and then I finally made my own bookstagram uh, in mm, April of this past year finally so uh, yeah.
1: and now she's crushing it
2: Yes. Yeah,
1: um, you are yes Kayla
0: you and are. now we're all just obsessed with each other and we talk every Enough. day <laughs> And like truly just the power of talking about books on the internet. It's kind of crazy. No, yeah. it's insane. And Brandy and
1: I, like, it's oh. so weird. We became mutuals on yeah. Yeah. Instagram. And then like she used to tag her location, which I won't say now, but I was like, that's really close to me. That's so odd. And then <laughs> like I don't know who I, I think I don't know who asked you first. Or like you sent me something in the mail and then you're like, Oh, I realized like we live really close to each other. And I was like, Yeah, and then we like got lunch and now she's like one of my only friends where we live we hang really? out all the time mm-hmm. it's amazing we're trying to convince Kayla to move to California she hates it here she did just come to visit a few weeks ago though so that was really nice she was a real yeah. person I was shook
2: um, yeah we had a great little book bestie meetup Kendra and I had been talking non-stop for uh, a little over a year more yeah, we have year, texted probably. each other
1: every like every single day since January of last year when Running Wild came out. We have texted each other like every single day. We
2: were we were talking before that, but not like every day like we are now. Yeah. So um yeah, we finally met each other after a long time and then we met obviously we met up with Randy and then other people. It was so much fun.
0: It felt yeah. like a cosmic shift. It was amazing. Crazy.
2: Wow. And we're gonna see each other again. A lot this year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm yeah, gonna move into
1: bonanza. her. House. Yeah. yeah. Kayla thinks I'm joking it's when kind of I say I'm gonna move different. into her
0: house. Yeah. It's yeah. happening. Roomies. So that is our origin story. Um, and then we just love hearing ourselves talk so much that we are like, let's do this. <laughs> we were trying to think of like, I don't know, how do we wanna like frame this? And we just thought it would be a good idea that We can all bring something every single time and thus bring your own. And of course, where better to start than with our comfort reads?
1: This was hard because Kayla and I, our taste in books is usually a perfect circle, even though last night we were talking that like, there are some outliers (laughs) in that circle that we're trying not to like, um, break. So Kayla and I, all of our comfort reads are pretty much the same. Um, so, who wants to reveal theirs first?
2: Brady, you were agonizing over this choice. I was. I think you should go first.
0: I had yeah. two that I was deciding between. These are probably two my two most reread books ever. Um, but I did ultimately go with the one that I've reread the most. I've never read a book more than I have read "Love in Other Words" by Christina Yay. Lauren. Yes, I love this book so much. It was actually um for a very very long time this was the only christina lauren book i'd ever read this was the first one i ever read from them and then i was just so convinced that nothing else was going to live up to this book that i didn't read another christina lauren book for a very very long time like i think almost a year after i read this one for the first time so this is actually you started
1: started strong with that one that's like one of their best
0: right and it like i don't know it just like really really stuck with me I read it for the first time in November of 2021 and I'm not kidding not over exaggerating I read it four times that month because I finished it and wow. immediately turned back to the first Dang. page like uh this was actually the book that inspired me to make my account so oh my, um, my bookstagram oh. yeah because I just like couldn't shut up about it so I was like yeah so I have how to could you not anywhere. pick this one yeah, yeah you're so right you... now that I'm saying it out loud like yeah definitely
1: can you like give us a really quick rundown of like what' it what is it about like the tropes the characters quick summary
0: yes absolutely so love in other words is about um, two childhood best friends Elliot and Macy um, they meet when for the first time when they are 13. Uh, this is not a spoiler because you learned this in the first chapter but Macy's mom has just passed away and uh, her dad and her decide to buy a like a weekend home up north in Northern California, and Elliot lives right next door. So they meet for the first time, they both very quickly discover they have a love for reading, a love for words, um, like learning, and they become very fast friends. So it's actually told in dual timeline. So it is present day, and then we move through the past, very like, um, we jump at different times throughout the past. So. Yeah, it's a it's a second chance romance because when you see them for the first time in present day in the book, they have not spoken to each other in eleven years, and they run into each other at a coffee shop. And Macy freaks out and she runs out of the coffee shop. Elliot chases after her and he's like very determined to talk to her even though she's kind of hell-bent on not talking to him so you very quickly or like very slowly i should say throughout the whole book you discover like the reasons that they had a falling out why they haven't talked to each other in 11 years what they've been up to since then um and yeah it's just like a really really beautiful story i think part of the reason i love it so much is because i love being in macy's head this entire book is told from macy's perspective and I just love the way that Macy thinks. I love the way she thinks about Elliot. I love the way she thinks about like her family and her dad and their relationship. And I just remember exactly where I was. Like I said, I've read this book probably six or seven times. And there's one chapter that I skip every single time that I refuse to reread. And if you've read the book, it is the big one at the end that I am not going to talk about because um, it is a massive, massive spoiler. But I remember exactly where I was. I was at work. Um, oops, reading on, on the clock. I my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> we but all do I, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I remember exactly where I was when I read that for the first time. And it just like really shook me to my core. And yeah, so I reread it physically. I reread it on audiobook. I know Erin Mallon is the narrator. She's very divisive. You either love her or you hate her. I love her as Macy. I think she does such a good job. So that is that is the rundown of the plot. Damn, you yeah, really made me want to reread it because I haven't reread
2: it in a long time.
1: Sam, I've only read it once, okay. but it's so funny. That was a book I reviewed it on my TikTok, and then I got like a lot of like I got like Lomi to read it, I got Kimmy to read it, and you just said Brandy, that you love being in Macy's head, and when I tell you that, that I think that's like a rare well not rare because I didn't mind her head, but a lot of people
0: didn't like her. <laughs> I know like that this is this like book. pretty hit or miss which and yeah. like yeah I get scared to talk about it too much because I, I like I'm really 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 defensive about this book there is yeah. like one plot point which I wish was handled better like towards the end um this is like a, a tiny tiny little spoiler not tiny it's a huge spoiler like maybe skip ahead 30 seconds or something um I know that I wish the essay was handled better mm-hmm. in this mm, book yeah. um that is a huge critique I will give it but I do know that they are planning to address that in the special edition copy that oh. is coming out they they posted they responded to a oh. comment that they said that they're gonna address it more in the special edition because we're getting Elliot POV chapters POV, yeah I I'm knew we so were getting
2: his POV but I didn't know that was gonna be part of it that's See, now I have to get it. You Brady better hurry. I already got it so fast, but I have to get it. I've With spent so much money on special editions recently, so I was like, let me not. But the art in it is so... I, I have, don't feel like I have to.
0: I've never used Apple Pay so fast in my life. No, that's literally? Like, 50, like a singular $50 book. I'm like, yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> I would do it. Oh my God. Yeah. The
2: little... If you guys haven't seen, they have a steamy lit special edition version of Love Another Words up right now for pre-order that ships... What is it next month? It's pretty soon, isn't it? Or is it? Oh, is it March or May? May? It's one of the end Those months. May. Okay, so maybe yeah. it's May. All right. Well, but like the back of it has little Elliot and Macy, and it's so cute. You have to get it now, Kayla.
0: I think it's part of the so reason cute. that I love being in her head, though, and like you said, I know that's like a pretty like device. Yeah, thing like is. I
1: had to tell them like I was like, you have to read this book cover to cover, and then I think once you get to the end you'll have a lot of empathy towards Macy and they did once they realized like what was really going on they were like, Oh but like I had to walk them through so much shit talking of Macy. It was crazy. But everyone yeah. loved Elliot like from the jump.
0: And I think that's why people get frustrated is because they're like this perfect man is chasing mm-hmm. you. Like why the fuck are you not letting him win you or whatever. But I don't know. I just like relate to a lot of the stuff because we were in Macy's head like I related to so much of what she was feeling. Like I don't know. Do you guys remember that scene where they're making peanut butter and jellies? When they're in high school and they're talking about kissing for the first time, and Macy is just like distraught to learn that Elliot's like kissed other girls because they're not together at this point. There's no cheating, they're only friends at this point. They've never discussed that their relationship definitely probably is more than friendship, but they haven't discussed it at all. And so she finds out that because they go to different schools, he's kissed other girls, he's like been intimate with other girls previously and that just like wrecks her and she can't figure out why it's upsetting her so much and she's like pacing the kitchen and she's like I have no right to be pissed she's so pissed like I don't know that kind of stuff where I'm just like I feel like they captured really well like those huge emotions that you have surrounding your first love or your first crush or your first you know that age of being like a young woman is I feel like sometimes not captured very well like Hell is a teenage girl or whatever, but yeah, um, I don't know that that kind of stuff. I was just like, ugh, like they're so right. Which, by yeah. the way, I'm, I hope everybody knows that Christina and Lauren are two different people. They're co-authors. I it's crazy that so many ways. people like
1: they so many people don't know it. Still, and I'm like, guys, yeah. read the author's bio that comes at the end of every book. It's a, there's a picture of two of them.
0: Yeah. But that's so funny that you say that because I never used to read the author's notes until you were like, I read them every single time. You have to. You learned so much.
2: Brandy, do you have a favorite uh, or favorite moments from this book that you want to share?
0: Yeah. I mean, there are lots of parts of it that make me like giddy, Um, but some big ones that jump out immediately when you said that um, for this book are... Okay, so... Maybe some spoilers coming, but um, after Elliot chases Macy down after they see each other for the first time in 11 years, he, like, convinces her to get breakfast with him the next morning, and oh yeah, there's two parts of this, there's actually two parts (laughs) of this breakfast that I'm obsessed with. The first one is Elliot's phone keeps ringing, and she's like, like, who's calling? And he was like, my ex-girlfriend, and she's like, why? And he's like, well, I broke up with her last night. And she was like, you broke up with your girlfriend after seeing me for For five seconds. For five seconds. She like wouldn't even talk to him. She ran away from him and he went home and had dumped his girlfriend of a year because he ran into Macy and he said something along the lines, I don't have it tabbed because this isn't the copy that I originally read, but he says something along the lines of like, I can't go home. I couldn't go home and pretend to love her with everything I had after I saw you. Like that part hurt me. But then also the end of that brunch. Imagine being I'm... that ex-girlfriend. Pissed. Uh, no, and then we see her again. She's so pissed later in the book when we meet her. Yeah. was like, oh my god, she's being so crazy. No, she's not. I would lose my mind. She's not being crazy. But um, yeah, and then at the end of that breakfast, that same breakfast, they're just like getting a little bit too familiar and it's freaking Macy out. And she like gets up to leave and he's like, you have to you like you ha- can't tell me that you don't love me or something along those lines and she was like i'm engaged and he just like for like i don't know he like freezes it's written that he's like frozen he can't say anything he's just like blinking at her and she runs out i don't know i love jealous men in books like i love it Same. yeah so that part was really good and also when he meets her fiance and he's just like not having it he's like I just like really don't like seeing you with other men Ugh. and then that's like there's so many small moments in this book too which is why it's hard like especially when they're kids and 13 14 15 16 or whatever and they have these just like really tiny moments of like like falling in love with each other at such a young age Just so sweet just little things like their hands brushing or heads in laps or whatever like it's so it's so sweet yeah yeah
1: you know, one thing I really like too, and same with like, well, you haven't read Every Summer After, Brandy, which like, I I personally think you'll like it if you like Love in other words. But see, I mean, I've I don't, heard
0: them compared too much that I'm like, I don't want to read a different worse version I mean,
1: I don't, I don't think it's necessarily worse. It's just different. Like, Percy is just such a different character than Macy, Kayla, whatever. I, <laughs> I, I, I liked Every Summer After, but one thing that I, know, I, really I liked
2: it too, I,
0: I did really enjoy it.
1: Like, yeah, you were the one who told me to read it. You forced me to read
2: it.
0: <laughs> Taz for, forced first, everybody. Taz anything. did. Taz was the one who was so loud about it until she finished it. And then
1: Kayla was like, Kayla read it. And she's like, I, I, I need you to read it. I, I forget what the stipulation was, but you're like, you have to read it. And then I read it. And I ended up really, really liking it.
2: No, I-, I <laughs> Except like for it, one thing. Don't... Yeah, except, yeah.
1: Yeah. But, okay, so the reason why I liked both of those books is because in the past chapters, you get these, like, teens who are, like, able to explore their sexuality in a way that's like super healthy and like not creepy. And like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. I felt very safe seeing them do that. And I almost wish that like young adult authors who are like terrified to do that could read that from like an adult's point of view and then take from it. And granted, I guess they have the benefit of the doubt because in both of those books, it's a woman like reflecting so she's obviously viewing the situation Mm -hmm. a little differently but I don't know I thought it was really nice like Elliot and Macy just like took their time together and like learned and explored in ways that were healthy for themselves um and I thought Christina Lauren did a really good job with that
0: and they talked so much about it too like Mm -hmm. there's I mean there's points when they're like 14 where Macy's like I can't believe like my dad masturbates (laughs) she finds like his like Magazines or whatever, and then they just like have a conversation about like Elliot saying like, "Oh well, people do that. Like it's not weird. It's not gross. You shouldn't think he's Mm -hmm. gross for doing that." Like it was just, I yeah, it was just like really sweet. Like we're learning with Macy, which again, like I love being in her head, which maybe is an unpopular opinion, but at every stage of her life, like I just empathize with her so much, and yeah, Elliot's perfect. So like, what can you do? (laughs) Yes,
2: in the same vein as love in other words and every summer after i'll also throw out although i do think that like of the of these three this one is my least favorite it's still a good book though say you still love me by k.a tucker is also a second chance romance that. book um that also does the past present with two two teens that's also a similar book but though i love yeah i love those kinds of books yeah just the the um not only like childhood friends Becoming lovers. But yeah, the process of, of seeing teen love and like your first crush and your first love. And especially it, since this one is also purely told from the woman's POV, as same with uh love, in other words, and every summer. Is every summer after? I can't remember. Is that one dual yes, POV her, or is it just the woman? It's her. It's I can't remember. It's
1: just Percy's. Okay,
2: I think. Yeah, I thought so too. But yeah, just from the the woman's POV of yeah, having your first crush and your first love, I a lot of I, as a woman to read that, I think is is great.
0: K. A. Tucker is another one of those authors where I I have only read one series from her one. because I'm scared <laughs> that it won't live up because I loved it so much. Which wow, somebody clap for me. That was a beautiful segue. It was Kayla. <laughs>
2: No, that's Kindred. Oh, Kendra shoot. Today. Sorry.
0: See the perfect yeah. circle of their taste. This is what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, you yeah. may as well. You can do, we can do either. We can switch on a dime before you yeah. throw those, but go ahead. Yeah, it's like, who
1: wants to take it? Um, okay, so my comfort read, which I don't have physically with me, it's in my other room in my library or my bookshelves, um, is Wild at Heart, which is the second book in the Simple Wild series by K.A. Tucker. Um, it's, yeah, so it's the follow-up to The Simple Wild, so you will have to read that one first to get to this one, Um, but this book follows Jonah and Kala after the events of the first book, and it's just them learning how to be a couple out in middle of nowhere, Alaska, and it's a lot of domestic scenes and family and smut that we don't even get to see because it's fade to black and it makes me so angry every time i read a you scene imagine no brandy that's the thing i do imagine i imagine all the time we do
0: yeah what do you mean of course we imagine we like,
1: We talk like okay and what pisses me off this isn't sounding like a comfort read now but what pisses me off is that k.a tucker has other like spicy romances so I know she can do it if this was like something that she did all the time then like okay cool respect it no she writes spice so I don't get why she didn't do it for the series because one of the reasons why Wild at Heart is one of my comfort books is because Jonah and Kala are constantly like having sex the entire book (laughs) like the whole time all over they spoiler they like buy a big piece of land and have a house all over that that piece of land and it's great. And it's like really nice to like see a couple in their early like honeymoon stages. And I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. But a. Tucker said no. And it pisses me off. It's <laughs> awful. But yeah, no. I have reread that book so many times. I reread certain parts of it a lot. Um, but what's mm. funny is that you would think that since it's a comfort read, I would read like the most comforting parts. But to, to you me, the most comforting- pain. I love pain. Yeah,
2: I understand that though.
1: Right, because they're, since this book is like so domestic and like you're seeing a relationship form, you get like the good and you get the bad. And they're bad, I just find to be like so relatable and realistic. And the fights that they have in this book, like they're not too far fetched. Um, And I feel like it's fights that like anyone building a life with someone would have. And so like seeing them. Them it's just so nice so yeah I'm constantly just reading their fights in this book and it's great and then it helps me like go to sleep I'm like oh like I'm really anxious tonight like why can't I sleep and then I'll open up my Kindle app and I'll go to the chapter I'll read them fight duke it out and then I'll go to bed and I'll like read them making up in the morning it's great
2: that is oh you don't even read them making up until the morning though
1: sometimes it just depends on like the night
2: see if I read that if I read the fight that you're talking about I have to read the whole thing I have to read the fight the bleed up the fight mm-hmm. and then
0: the resolution I have to read all of it see I think I'm like slightly normal in that I don't <laughs> derive enjoyment from reading about the fights just kidding I mean I love when a book hurts but I can't believe that's it's like your, the comforting part for you
1: yeah it's that okay it's that part and then also another spoiler Jonah and Kala, like, one of their love languages is, like, gift-giving on both sides, so in Wild at Heart, it's Kala celebrates her birthday, and Jonah gives her, like, the best thing after making you believe that he kind of just, like, forgot about it and, like, whatever, like, he does that all the time throughout the series, like, he makes it seem like he's not listening, but really he's, like, obsessively taking notes in his mind, and he just, I'm just gonna say it, he gives her a jeep but not just any type of jeep like this girl had gone like jeep's website and like put all these like bells and whistles like put a custom color everything but she was just doing that for like shits and giggles right this man took note of it put the order in like had the car like special delivered and like obviously something something goes wrong by with her it, best but, friend literally and then she gets it and she's so happy and it's like the it's like just such a moment of pure joy but also it's a moment that comes after they just had a fight I'm describing this book and if someone has a random they're like oh so all they do is fight in this book and that's not true <laughs> but it's there not. are some they have some knockdown dragouts, outs though yeah they're always fighting in parking lots oh
0: I remember that um I read wild at heart again from these two's suggestion I read it after the simple wild and I was really really nervous going into Wild at Heart that it was going to feel, like, superfluous. Like, another book about the same couple, I was like, what? Like, they had what could have been a solid ending in the first book if they wanted it to be. And I was like, is this going to feel, like, forced conflict or whatever? But like you said, Kendra, like, it's so realistic for, like, mm-hmm. a new couple in a new place, like, trying to figure out how they're finding their footing together. It's just, yeah. Why, why yeah. this one over... The Simple Wild, Kendra. Why is The Simple Wild not a comfort read?
1: Um, because The Simple Wild is really sad. <laughs> like, I know I just said I love like pain and stuff, but in *Wild at Heart*, like, there's a lot of resolution to that pain, and in *The Simple Wild*, there just simply there's just simple. isn't like something happened. You just can't come back from that. Um, but it's like you're right. Like in *The Simple Wild*, though, if *Wild at Heart* didn't exist, I think *Simple Wild* would still, on its own, be like one of my favorite books it would be amazing. Um, No complaints. But I would still be thinking about like, okay, like where, where are Jonah and Kala now? Like, I just am curious. And the fact that K.A. Tucker was like, you know what, let's just, let me just show you where they're at right now. Like, so if you originally read this Simple Wild, I think people would say that it was a happily ever after. But now that obviously it's a series, it's a, uh, it's a happy for now. I think she did a good job. And it's crazy. So when people finish um, Wild at Heart, they'll like slide into my DMs and we always say the same thing. And it's like, we wish that we got Wild at Heart, but for like other book couples. Like, yeah. if I got mm-hmm. a Wild at Heart for Treat, if I got a Wild at Heart for even like Part of Your World, I think it's just really nice. And we were spoiled. I mean, I think K.A. Tucker with Wild at Heart and like the rest of the books that she does in the series, and then The Evil Twins, KBR with uh, Some Kind of Perfect, they're, they're the only two authors who have yeah. given me. Something of like that a level. novel epilogue.
0: Yeah. And that was like such a passion project for K.A. Tucker, right? Because Atria didn't even publish Wild at Heart. They didn't. Yeah, no. no.
1: The rest of the series is self-published.
2: The, the rest of the series. Yeah, the rest of the series is even like, yeah, so there's, Good for, her. for those who don't know, there's Wild at Heart, the second book. And then we also get a Christmas novella following <sighs> Jonah and Kala again. And yeah, I think about all the time, like how lucky we are to get that novella. And then there is a fourth book in the series that follows a different character from um, the Simple Wild series. But like, I think about how lucky we are. And yet also at the same time, I'm still consistently needing more, more yeah. of <laughs> both of them. I say this all the time, but I they are a couple. They're like in the maybe like three to five couples I have that I would read about doing quite literally anything I would read about them painting a wall, taking out the trash, um, calling to make a doctor's appointment. You know, I would read about them doing, I don't care what, give me a book yeah. about whatever. I don't care. Just give it to me. If it's about them, then I'll
0: read it. Kendra, yeah. you just said a couple that you would like another book for. Like if you can yeah. think of a book couple that you don't have one for right now that you want to, an equivalent of wild at heart for like you want a whole epilogue of them just like living their lives you said b street already you said part of your world uh-huh. for me right now i just reread it so i know it's that's part like part of it is the soulmate equation again by christine's lauren i swear i'm not even that big of a Christina lauren <laughs> fan but like i want Justin river doing anything yeah they're, they're that's good. good yeah oh, what's another one See that's hard
2: because like uh, like we say there's not a lot of there's not a lot of book series that follow the same couple for multiple books like usually you'll get a series that's a series of standalones and then you'll see the couple in
0: other books that aren't as silly about them right that's such a good point um, like you do get that a little bit in other places yeah
2: yeah but you're like okay i guess that's kind of nice to have but i don't know i'm trying to like think of another one cuz yeah obviously if you've read the Addicted series there's an entire epilogue novel you know for them um, that's a good question.
1: Um, Jude and Carden. Oh, oh my well, God. We might be
2: getting something.
1: Yeah, but I want like, we just skipped so much time in between the two series. So I want a nice mm-hmm. little.
2: Oh yeah. The in between. Novel okay. in between.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah that's, a, yeah, that's a good point. Kendra, what would you say to people who don't like this book just and find it quite boring that it's just Kala? chilling in alaska not doing anything what would you say um
1: that'd be nice i don't know i think like it's (laughs) like i I feel like people have like it's like no taste and then like there's i mean i'm sorry like if people can say that about me like they probably think i have no taste because i like it i don't care but one thing that i see a lot of people complain about in this book Spoiler, there is like um there's almost a surprise pregnancy that takes place in this book. She's not pregnant, mm-hmm. but people get to that scene and people are just like ruined the whole oh like it just ruined everything, like why did I have to come up? And I'm like, again, this is such a realistic thing that I feel like so many couples go through, especially like how early like they were literally having sex all the time without any protection. Jonah does not know what a condom Ever. is. Yeah, like no, I don't
2: think he yeah.
1: never. Like since the first time they did it, so to me it was not that big of a shocker, and it felt very realistic. And like seeing them process that emotion, and it's like you guys want them married with kids at the end anyway. Like why does this story? It blows my mind when people say like a surprise pregnancy or the pregnancy trope like ruins a book for them. I'm like, how? Like I think it makes it ten times more interesting because it's like, damn, like yeah, now you have a kid. And I just I I I love a kid in a book, and I love them (laughs) right. Say it, say it, Kendra. Um, one of my favorite things in a book is a is a breeding kink. I love me a good breeding kink. So no condoms, just... no protection, the better. But in real life, in real life, okay. lock it up.
2: Uh, Jonah is not shy about the fact that he does want kids too with Kawa. So he is like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it. Felt, it felt natural. And also, they're they've uh, granted they haven't been a couple, I guess, for you know, it's not been a year. Um, well I guess at that point it would have almost been a year at the point that it happens or is it like like six months or something it's like
1: six months it's It's, it's around the time
2: it's it's close but um we're a book and a half into the series anyway right so it's not like it's the first thing that happens. yeah you know so it's not
1: yeah and I feel like And I feel like in this book, K.A. Tucker, she just expands on a lot of the themes that were explored in the first book. So if you liked like the found family aspect of it, if you liked obviously Jonah and Kala and you liked Kala's sort of, I don't know if like metamorphosis is like the right word, but like you really see her blossom and wild at heart. And so many people, I mean, I don't want to say people, one person in particular, her name is Lomi, love her, we're like sisters, but Lomi and I disagree on Kala all the time and we fight over Kala all the time. But one thing you can't deny is that Caleb really grows in the second book. Like she becomes mm-hmm. like such a better person, not only for the sake of her relationship, but I think like the sake of herself. Like she is just going through a lot and it's just was nice to yeah. see her really blossom, um, and wild at heart. So for people who call it boring or whatever, again, I just think you have no taste or maybe you know a small Respectfully. town. Yeah, a small
0: t- Or disrespectfully yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or just disres- yeah, disrespectfully.
1: And like maybe this just like is not the type of genre book for you but then I don't want to hear you say like oh I would read about you know other another couple doing xyz boring shit when you got all the boring shit in this book and you hated it because clearly you don't appreciate it it was anyways. not
2: boring it was fantastic it but was so good like oh, the thing about the thing about Kala too is in the first book she doesn't really have a direction she doesn't know what she wants she doesn't know what she's doing she's living with her parents right like she just is just like chilling she's just here and so she doesn't really like that feeling. And so then when she finds something that she feels, when she has that found family now, when she has that something to cling to in Alaska, um, you know, that that becomes her her world, her life. And so then she kind of learns how to live this new life in this new world with this man that she now loves, with this new family that she's got. And so she kind of learns to adapt and what that means. What does her life now look like in Alaska? What do I do now? So that's like a big piece of her um, in this book. And some people may find that boring. I didn't. I love Kala. She is a real, by the end of the series, she is a real Alaskan material girl. I love her so much she's she's the best see yeah kayla
1: and i are crazy people and we have planned out jonah and kyle's entire life because obviously since kate took her like you didn't
2: have to tell people
1: that i I mean (laughs) but no like we talk about like okay like if how how would they react to like this situation how would they react to this situation it's because like i think wild at heart does such a good job of like really establishing who they are as people Mm -hmm. to where you can sit there and go, okay, well, like, how would they react if this were to happen? Or, like, how would Joan and Kala act if they, like, went on a cruise or if they did this, if they did that? So
0: I love them. Yeah. I mean... Also, Kendra, you already kind of touched on this when you were telling us about the parts that you like to, like, read to calm you down or that you find really comforting. Like, are those big fights, like, your favorite parts? Like, when when someone says to you, like, what are your favorite parts about this book? Like, do you have favorite quotes that stick out, favorite parts of the book?
1: Yeah, I do. Okay, Um, my favorite part in the entire book is that fight.
0: The one for her birthday?
1: Yeah, when they're, like, in the parking lot screaming at each other. And then she, like, because one of the, again spoilers one of the big conflicts for jonah and Kala is jonah's best friend marie who jonah loved him but he's such an idiot when it comes to marie because he like can't idiot. see that like marie is like in love with him and Kala just like so very very clearly sees it and like we get in marie's head so like we know that marie also was like very in love with jonah and like not she didn't always respect like her place of like just his best mm-hmm. friend like she crossed a lot of boundaries especially in wild at heart and so when Calla, like, confronts him about this in the parking lot of <laughs> this, like, town bar that they're in, Jonah turns around and he's like, nah, what do you mean by that? And, like, the way that he says nah, I swear to God, like, I had to cross my legs, like, pray to God. Like, it's just, like, the hottest thing because I just imagine him getting, like, so – he gets so worked up over it because he – to him, it's, like, ridiculous, that, like, he would have Mm -hmm. eyes for anyone else besides Kala, like, and he tells her that. He's, like, like, you need to be more secure. (laughs) That's another criticism, is that people do not like Jonah. They think he's, like, mean. And I'm, like, no, I think he's just, like, no, he's just a great man. Like, sorry you don't like a third of men?
2: Damn. Yeah, he's just straightforward. Yeah, that, that, that fight is
1: my favorite, and then him getting her, her jeep is my favorite. They're, they buy a hot tub in this book. And I really mm-hmm. like that. They it's hang out in a lot the hot of time tub. there. Yeah, there's one. I think this is like before her birthday. The day before, it's really quick. So you might like. Oh, yeah. Later. But you learn that like Cala, she's like waiting for Jonah to come home from flying all day. And she got like blasted by herself, like got drunk on wine. And so she's like in the hot tub naked. And then she's like, I'm just going to go meet him out on the driveway so like he can see me. Keep in mind, she's naked. So she just, it's like, last walks
2: naked, yeah, and drunk.
1: naked and drunk and just, like, meets him in the driveway. And they, like, go at it. I mean, I'm assuming they go at it. We don't see it. Thanks, she, Yeah, she wakes up the next morning um, covered in mosquito bites because they, yeah. they fucked outside. And she said something. She's like, I know Jonah was at a really good time last night. And, oh, like, uh, yeah, I love that. Oh, and then, wait, I'm forgetting, like, one of the most iconic moments in this book mm-hmm, is the love The beginning. Yeah, so that's one thing. I went into this book. In A Simple Wild, you don't get a love confession. Like, you know, they obviously care about each other a lot and that, you know, it's going to come. And in the beginning of the book, Kala mentions, like, oh, like, we just, like, haven't said it yet, but, like, she knows she wants to. So as I was reading, I thought it was going to be something that came up, like, later. Like, I thought that might have been, like, a point of um, tension between the two of them because that's usually how it is in a lot of books. Like, oh, like, we haven't said I love you. Like, he can't say he loves a person, whatever. Very Connor. Um... And he says it like right, like it happens right away within like the first like 30 pages of this book. Yeah, and Joe, his love confession is so amazing and like spectacular. And I don't like the fact that those words came out of his mouth. I'm just like, oh my gosh! It's one of the best love confessions I'm I've ever. I'm madly read. in
2: love with you, Calla Fletcher. He said. <laughs> He's
1: it's like, I need like you more than you. this Alaskan air. Like, what? yeah. I would say not only is this, like, a comfort book, but, like, this is, like, a comfort couple, Jonah and Kala. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think of them whenever I feel sad. Like, I'll text Kayla, I'll be like, I miss them. <laughs> and it'll be, like, a Tuesday, and I'm, like, reading, like, something completely different, like, not even small town, nothing. And it's just, like, I really miss Jonah and Kala. And it's just because they're just so nice to think about. They have such a beautiful relationship, so.
0: And uh, now... I know for a fact that if you wouldn't have picked The Simple Wild, you would have picked a different book that I'm hundred percent sure is Kayla's comfort book today because I think if Kayla didn't pick the yes. one that she picked today, yeah. she would have picked The Simple Wild. These books yeah. are
1: children of divorce. Like <laughs> Kayla has custody of the one it, that yeah, has
2: custody. Exactly. Of custody. It's just like, yeah, before this we were just like, Okay, Kendra, which one are you gonna pick? I'll just pick the other one that you don't yeah. like. It was just a matter of which one which person's gonna take which one so um mine is part of your world by abby jimenez and for those listening i'm holding up my my physical copy and this physical copy was uh annotated and tabbed for me by kendra she gave it to me my birthday last year and it's like one of my most prized possessions i love it so much um so this book is about uh dr alexis montgomery who's an er doctor and in the beginning she uh her car gets stranded in a ditch from a raccoon Um, and then she accepts a tow from this handsome stranger who she later runs into at a bar that night because she's stranded in this middle of nowhere town um she ends up later going home with this stranger whose name is daniel he's a he's a carpenter he's the mayor of this small town and i when i say mayor i use that term extremely loosely he doesn't really do much in terms of mayoral duties but they Go home together. They have this magical night, um, but the next day when Alexis goes back to the city, she can't stop thinking about Daniel. She can't stop thinking about him, so she visits him again, and then it's just kind of about um, they're falling for each other over this temporary fling. And Alexis knows that you know this temporary fling can't really go anywhere. She has this terrible, relentless ex that she's trying to escape. She has a very demanding family. Who you know expects things of her because they are a a family of a lot of prestige um, in this hospital world um, that she works at right now. So she's just trying to escape her current life in the big city, and she does that by seeing Daniel um, and traveling back and forth to see him like every weekend, pretty much. So it's about them falling in love and overcoming different obstacles of their own lives. Like they also have an age gap that's between them. It's a reverse age gap. So she is older. They also, there's a wealth gap between them and there is just a societal gap between them. Um, So it's just about them overcoming all of these different things and seeing whether or not their lives can fit in each other's worlds.
1: And it's so freaking amazing. It was my favorite book of 2022.
2: Mine too. I read this book in, um, well, actually I first got it um in a book of the month subscription which i no longer have but i got it in the april subscription from us, last year
0: then...
2: yeah I let you guys want to sponsor us i'm sorry. um <laughs> <laughs> we'll take your money um but uh it sat on my shelf for a long time and then well I, when i say a long time i mean probably like a month and a half two months maybe um so then i finally picked it up when i was just like kind of in between books didn't really know what to think um and then I probably when I was like 30 pages in I was like wait
0: I so already so, so good. remember this Kayla was in our group chat and she's like oh you guys like I'm, I'm reading this book and it's kind of good so far and then she was like okay I'm halfway through you guys should like maybe read this book and then you finish it you're like okay I'm demanding that all of you read this book
2: <laughs> it's That's so good, it okay. and and it's not even like I, when i was reading it i was literally telling kendra exactly everything that was going on because I, I was like i'm not gonna read it that she would never read i truly thought she would never read it simply because she was scared of the age gap i was which <sighs> i personally do not think at all i mean maybe in the beginning alexis is really hesitant she's like i had this one night stand with this 28 year old guy or whatever she's like i You know, this is this is crazy, like I'm not doing this again. And then I truly don't think that after that, I really don't think that it's an issue. Maybe some people disagree, but I don't think that it's really mentioned that much at all for me. Because that's what I was kind of nervous about going into this book, but um it's not really a problem. And they these two are one hundred percent like soulmates. Like that when I think of soulmates, this is like these are the these are the people I think of. Like to a T, that's what they are. And I think part of the reason that this is just such a comfort read for me is that it reminds me like a lot of why i love romance books why i love love stories like both of these characters just separately and together they felt so real i wanted to know like every single detail about these characters i was swooning i was giggling and i was laughing like this book is also very funny and their love felt like so genuine and the emotion like that they were feeling I felt like I was feeling that with them at the same time and so um, another thing with this book is that it also has one of my favorite if not my favorite audiobook um, of 2022 it's narrated by Julia Whalen and uh, Zachary Weber and they absolutely crushed it crushed it with this book like I after I read it for the first time I immediately got the audiobook and I reread it on audio and I didn't really like cry when I read it the first time, but I cried when I listened to it for the first time because there's a, there's a couple scenes <laughs> that Zachary Weber absolutely crushes. And I mean he crushes the whole thing, but there's a couple of them that like really get got to me. And so um yeah, because it just felt so like they were they weren't just reading this book out loud, Julia and Zachary. They were like they were acting, acting. Okay? actors. Yeah. Were, like, acting. Yeah. <laughs> actors. So um, that's like just another huge reason why I love this book. I mean, I would love this book without the audio, but I think that's also what really helped drive home that this book is genuinely like one of the best romance books I've ever read.
0: Zachary Weber, um, for those of you who don't know, also has a second name that he narrates under, which is Mm -hmm. Jacob Morgan. Um, so we had all already heard him read the Sinner audiobook for the f- that was the first time I heard him. I'm pretty sure that was everybody's first time It was my him. first time hearing yeah. him. And it was my
1: first audiobook that I ever did. So he like yeah. What an
2: experience. Oh my god, yeah, yeah he kinda he like, did that. Absolutely for me. like
0: he really just like eight in Sinner like it's just so good every single part and he made it so emotional like I cried listening to that one too so then listening to him do a completely different kind of character Mm. that is Daniel like in part of your world like he's so soft he's such a cinnamon roll like he's just yeah and like hearing Zachary do that one and the, oh my God, Kendra forced me to listen to the part. We were in the car oh. one where she's like, listen to the way he like his voice cracks here, like during the saddest part of the entire book. This was before you had read the book, really? No, no, this is no, after. after we were just oh, in the okay. car one time and Kendra was like, uh, let's listen to him and make us cry. <laughs> uh, but he's so talented
2: when I when I finished the book and I looked up the audiobook, entire the entire reason why I was like, let me get this is because he was narrating it. I was like, oh, I have to get this now. Like, this is, this is you know, a must thing. And you also mentioned, there's a couple other things I want to mention. Um, you mentioned that Daniel is a cinnamon roll. He is definitely a massive cinnamon roll. He is not like your typical, like brooding, grumpy, you know, small town man. No yeah. Character. he's not that way at all he is the kindest sweetest most like selfless person I've ever seen or read about like in my life he is his a big thing in this book that the author drives home is that his love language or his form of giving love is quality time he values that so so much and there's there's a there's I'm gonna cry like I love him so much there's a, there's a certain point in this book where the main female character, Alexis, realizes that, where she realizes that, like, this is his way of giving love is quality time. It's And he doesn't have time is the thing. And um, he, like, like I said, he's the mayor. Again, I use that term loosely. But he still, he, like, cares literally after everyone in this town. Anytime that anybody has any issues, they call Daniel and he goes immediately. He runs a, um, a bed and breakfast. So he has that job he's also a carpenter so he makes pieces for people so he's busy all the time it's not like he's just like chilling in a house somewhere you know he he's busy all the time but he makes time for the people that he loves and so when Alexis like realizes that um you know he spent time doing something for her there's one of my favorite scenes that I'll just say now is when he gives her this and it sounds so like silly Like when you say it out loud, but he like he was at the shore of this like river and he finds this rock and it's like in the shape, sort of in the shape of a heart and he gives it to Alexis and he's, he talks about, um, you know, he spent time on this shore looking for this rock for her, this special thing. And so then she realizes that like, you know, I, Daniel spent time that he doesn't have this extra time that he doesn't really have to find this for me because he cares about me. You know, it's just like I can't even think of, like, you're gonna make me cry. Like, it's, it's so good. It's so, it's so sweet. He's just the sweetest man. And then another part of this book is that there's really like another part of that I really why I really like it is it's very magical feeling or like there's a very big magic element to the town in this book to walk on. You know, there's like lots of talk of of dragonflies there's a stained glass window that changes every time like well when the when the characters look at it they're like oh i don't remember it looking at like this before um there's a certain scene where like these um petals are coming all around them as they're kissing you know it's like a very like it's a very much like a cliche type romance book moment but it still feels to me it feels like very genuine and like every time i'm just like oh that's so cute um there's if the town doesn't like somebody it will find a way to drive out those people you know what i mean like or if the town loves somebody like it loves alexis it will find a way to bring them back so that's another reason like why this book is just like it's so special it's so magical and i love that about it oh
1: gosh yeah. that book is just so freaking good
2: yeah and it's it's dual pov um so you do get in daniel's head too in the way that like daniel thinks about alexis is just
0: (laughs) he's like like definition of man obsessed like he is down so incredibly bad from the get-go yeah from the jump
1: yeah it's made like more i guess it's made better because of his age like he's 28 so alexis is 37 in this book so you expect like i think in her mind she was thinking like oh this 28 year old man he probably has like all these other things he wants to do like he doesn't yeah like he doesn't want to be tied down and like he's just so yeah like he's just so obsessed with her and like willing to like do anything for her um he's just such a good great fantastic yeah beautiful <laughs> Show other, never before yeah seen. amazing <laughs> he's just so um, sweet and um earlier kayla when you were like you know he's not your typical like romance hero i think that's what makes him stand out because there's so much negativity in daniel's life where it would have been really easy for him to be a grumpy hero Mm -hmm. but the fact that he like tries to find the positive in everything and it didn't come off as like sometimes like quote unquote sunshine characters can be very cringy like if they're just overdone i feel like daniel's level of optimism was just very realistic and he was a very well-balanced person like he was very hopeful but he still knew like okay Maybe things won't turn out my way exactly, but I'm still gonna try to like search for the good in it. And he's just like the sweetest boy. Yeah, oh,
2: I love him. Yeah, yeah. His circumstances, like he's not, like I said, he's not living like this easy going life. Like he's, um, his mom is a terrible human being. Um, he's fighting a lot with his mom in this book. Who you, who you see. Um, but yeah, like his level of optimism is great. And one of like the very first things that made me fall in love with him, and this is like, what, in, like the second or third chapter is when, um, Alexis and him, you know, see each other again after he helps her get her car towed out of the ditch at this bar. And he's like, he says, uh, I'm not an asshole. It's my favorite thing about myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> he's, he's so, so cute. He's just so sweet. Um, yeah, he's just the sweetest guy like ever and um my favorite parts from this book i was like trying to think i have so many because i was just like looking at chapters like trying to name a chapter and my favorite parts from the book take place probably from chapter 27 all the way to chapter 35. (laughs) it's just like a long i love all of it but like things that like come top of mind are there's a really funny i'll just name the funny ones first there's a really funny scene probably the funniest in the book um when daniel He's trying to take pictures for alexis oh. he's trying to take very specific pictures dick pics <laughs> he is he's trying to take pictures and he like doesn't know what he's doing and um while he's trying to do something or while he's trying to take dick pics um his friend calls him up figures out what he's trying to do and he's like let me help you <laughs> and so he comes over and he brings a whole production he's got a ring light he shows him exactly what position it's hilarious that's probably like my favorite scene other people get involved too it it ended up working right because alexis gets the picture and she's like oh god she gets it in the middle of dinner with her parents who are all who are terrible terrible people by the way but she gets it in the middle of dinner and she's like she like doesn't know what to do with herself it's fantastic um that scene um there's the scene the saddest scene is probably again i know i'm like kinder i like pain um so i probably listen this is probably the scene i've listened to the most is when uh, spoiler spoiler um is when daniel or alexis breaks up with daniel I, yeah i guess it's a breakup breaks up with daniel when he comes to visit her um in minneapolis after she gets her Uh, promotion it's very that whole scene when he comes into the hospital after she gets promoted and he just wants to be there for her because at that point they are technically they are boyfriend and girlfriend they had agreed they were going to stay together as boyfriend and girlfriend so um when she uh breaks up with him uh it's like so (laughs) devastating i hate breakups like third act breakups usually in books like especially if they're over stupid stuff but this one felt like I don't know. It felt realistic. It felt like it was needed to happen. You know what I mean?
0: And um, it's done so well too, to the point where people so well. end up getting so mad at Alexis. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. not you so two! Now, you two are you two are Alexis truthers really till the think- end. I was so pissed at her. I was so mad at her during that scene. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
1: we all know what the, the number one. A, the number one Alexis hater is Selena
0: yeah she selena at this. bookish cell <laughs> we're we'll calling you out right now she literally
1: dragged alexis for filth and i'm like are you kidding me alexis is like my girl like i'm so that's my, like i this is an issue like once i love a character they can do no wrong to me and like any criticism even if it's valid i don't care like they're an angel to a lot me. of what
2: abby uh, abby jimenez has talked about that she needed to sell the fact that Alexis couldn't just simply walk away from Mm -hmm. her life in the city like she's um, she's got a really emotionally abusive ex that she shares a house with like they both own this house and so they're fighting over over that right now Um, and then also her parents um, more her dad but also a little bit her mom are really pressuring her to carry on the family name of of the hospital because her family initially founded this hospital right and so um, they're really pressuring her to keep this legacy up and a lot of people are counting on her to do to do this essentially um and so I feel like I probably didn't sell it very well when I was just saying that but I feel like in the book for me personally I think Abby Jimenez really sells the fact that Alexis can't she can't just leave she has responsibilities and things that she needs to take care of while she's here or while you know Um, with her life in the city and same thing with Daniel. Daniel also can't just pack up his life and walk on because so many people are counting on him in this town that he can't just leave and so that was really like the crux of this whole book is okay they both have these different worlds (laughs) Get it? Um, they both have these different lives how can they make them fit together Um, and you know the I think the solution that she ends up coming up with is obviously fantastic Mm -hmm. Um, but it it yeah Abby Jimenez did have to sell the fact that Alexis couldn't just walk away. And so some people when, when Alexis breaks up with Daniel they're like you are so stupid. Why are you letting this man go? See, but, I,
0: yeah. And to that point, um I think I either want a character for myself or I want them to be happy with their partner. Like that's how I feel about characters I have crushes on. Like I'm like, "Oh, I just want you to be so happy like that person is made for you or I want them for me." And I think the issue that Selena had is she wants Daniel for her. Yeah. So she's like, I would, ne-. she's like, I would never do that to him. And like that. <laughs> that so does funny. make sense. I
2: will give. I will give. Some of that. I I fully. <laughs> I want Daniel for myself. I'm a married woman, but I also. Want <laughs> and I do want Daniel Grant
0: um we have all three of us here have had the opportunity to read abby's next book in this series interconnected standalone yours truly thank you so much forever publishing um what are your thoughts on that one everybody but also like caleb that you said that this is your comfort book i know it's one of 10 yeah. as well like what are your guys' thoughts on yours yeah. truly i yeah you go first
1: no hey, brandy you can go first
0: yeah, yeah i know I what you're first. gonna say I will uh, loudly and proudly say that Yours Truly was probably my favorite romance book I read last year. I ended up not including. Eh, it's, it's it's in my top three. Um, I ended up not including <laughs> yeah. it in my end of year ranking. Um, last year because it comes out this year. I already pre-ordered the audiobook because Zachary Weber narrates it again, and I just know he's going to be so good. Um, so I'm planning on rereading it this year, and then I'll include it this year. Um, for me, that one was my favorite of the two so far I loved part of your world like I really 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 enjoyed reading that book I read it in like two days I, I don't love it to the same level that Kendrick came <laughs> do. I don't think anybody in the world does I think Abby should get them on the phone uh, They are the people, yeah but um yours truly is like one of my favorite books I've ever read in my life like I loved it so so much and I was the first one of us to read that one Mm -hmm. and i remember being Mm -hmm. really really scared because i know how much you guys love part of your world i was like there's just no way that this is going to top part of your world and i think i'm right i think both of you still prefer part of your world yeah
2: yeah i I would say so it's only okay so
1: how i view it is like yours truly to me has Hmm. The characters I'm able to relate to a lot more especially like Jacob and like his social anxiety I think mm-hmm. like a lot of people that have social yeah. anxiety are gonna like see him and like latch on to him I think Abby did such an amazing job with his character you can tell she puts a lot of research into her books
2: She does. um
1: yeah. before she starts and like it's just like a labor of love from her side but the what why I like part of your not part yeah why I like part of your world more is because It was a more concise full circle story and since it's like the start of the series, there were just elements like the magic and all that that I wanted to see in yours truly like continued. Whereas like with yours truly, like, you know, there are little plot holes, like it's more character Brandy, what happened to that doctor position?
0: You really don't (laughs) wanna hear me talk about it they literally tell you that a guy never retired.
1: Yeah, but like, why make it such a big deal in the first place if you're not gonna like actively follow Maybe up on? I am not talking about out.
0: plot holes because if we talk, about okay, plot holes, but, I'm, but gonna start, I, I'm gonna start talking about Party of your World <laughs> <a little laughs> <bit> differently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: I just I felt like Party of your World was a more much more concise book when it came to the plot. I love full circle stories, and yours truly was a little more like wavy, but I still loved it. Like I loved the characters, I loved the romance. Um, There's a lot more going on in in yours truly that i thought could have used some trimming oh my god
0: but, i thought you were gonna be like it was still so good i just still love part of your
1: no like it, it was okay so i loved yours truly no. like, I, i'm
0: just kidding i loved, gonna I loved
1: yours truly like i thought it was really good but like there were times where i was reading it, i was just like hmm. i just i don't know like i love both love stories <laughs> and they're both great and there are moments in yours truly that are just so freaking good and jacob to me just and brie Bree and Party your world was such an amazing he character is, so i was so oh yeah. excited to get to her story and yours truly and she overperformed like she did such an amazing job um and yeah, yeah. Brie,
2: for those that don't know brianna ortiz is alexis's best friend she's introduced in Party of your world pretty quickly and she's well, one of the things like you learn about her instant instantly is that she is hilarious but she's she's also just a really good friend she's like part of the reason too. like when there's a certain scene in this book that Daniel is feeling really down and out and Brianna is like the entire reason that he even goes to see Alexis right after that you know because he doesn't want to at first and he talks with Brianna and afterwards then he finally goes to see Alexis but Brianna it's Brianna's love story and we get introduced to a new character named Jacob who's um, a new doctor at the hospital. Um, and personally, for me, what I think about yours truly is like, okay, party of world is like up here, right? Yours truly is like right there. It's so close. I think I like it a little bit more than Kendra did. Um, I really, really- <laughs> I love
1: still it. love it. I still love it. Oh <laughs> my God.
2: I know, I know you loved it, but I think I loved it a little bit more than you did. And that's okay. Like. Um, but I will say I did also want to include yours truly in my top 10 of the past year, but I didn't because it was an arc um, and it comes out this year. So it'll probably still be in my top of 2023, like my top romance books, if not just my top 10 books in general of 2023. It's yeah. Like you said, the, the social anxiety representation in that book is like chef's kiss. It's so there, there are so many things that Jacob says where you're like, okay, hold on. I need you to like get out of my head, you know, like please just stop. You know, like it's a little bit sometimes yeah. I was like, okay, this is too much, you know what I mean? Not in like a bad way, but Jacob is another like, is another like cinnamon roll type characters your type character. Like he writes letters, he has plants, he loves plants. He's just an all around amazing human being.
0: Yeah, I think in yours truly as well, like the caretaker, um like rep is like really beautiful. Like Brie is taking care mm-hmm. of her brother yeah. who's going through kidney failure and it's just like yeah I don't know she was really vulnerable at that um meet and greet she did the live Instagram live so I know Kayla saw it as well at the same time um that she's just I don't know she's just like been very vulnerable about her own experience with like medical issues and stuff like that and mm-hmm. yeah. you can tell like Kendra said she just put so much love into her books
1: you should always read your author's notes because the author's note in yours truly I think is like phenomenal. And she gives a lot of insight. And in Cardio World, she gives a lot of insight too into like her process of creating. But I think the one in yours truly is a little bit more important because you're like, oh, Abby, wow. So don't spoil mm-hmm. anything, but I think everyone should read it when the book comes
2: out. We also have heard small snippets of the narrators performing <sighs> certain parts in the audiobook. <laughs> and they are they sound fantastic. Like we said, Zach Weber does perform as Jacob again, which we were, like, so hoping for that he would come back and do this book. Um, So we were so excited for that. But there's a new, um, or new-to-us narrator for Brianna. um, And I apologize, I don't remember her name. But she sounds, she also sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think once I listen to the audiobook, I'll end up liking this book more. Because I think that also sold part of your world so much, was, like, their performances. So I think once I still love this book. I don't want people to think I hated this book. I loved this book. I just like part of your world more. Oh my god!
0: I'm <laughs> so sorry. I made you feel bad. I am. I would fight for yours truly, and I did. You saw it. I did.
1: Yeah. You should read my <laughs> review of it. I think my review is pretty good. I'll send it to you.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't, no, it might ruin our friendship. We got to hang out
0: tomorrow. I don't want to. Uh... <laughs> um that is one thing i genuinely like, genuinely genuinely love about talking about books with kendra is like dead honest at all times like tore one of my favorite books of the year so far to shreds i'm not even gonna say which one it is wait <laughs> do i know what it is yeah what? Okay.
2: Sorry, I um that out. Right, no
0: yeah, i like i just like genuinely really love that and um yeah but that's not what she was doing with yours truly i'm so sorry i made you feel bad about it
1: it's okay I, yeah, I try to. Sorry, I can't help it. But here's the thing, right? Is that like I want everyone to feel empowered to do the same to me. I feel like when you have a favorite book, and like in our instances, like we're talking about our comfort books, you need to be that book's like defense attorney. If it's your favorite, okay. back it up. And if you're gonna talk shit about a book, back it up. And I think that's a lot of people's problems is that they'll say that they don't like something and they can't like articulate why. And I just feel like I'm really good at articulating why. Um, yeah,
0: I think so, yeah, you have great critical develop. thinking skills. And I also like, for example, when you saw that video on TikTok that called Daniel Grant from Part of Your World broke. Oh my God, stop (laughs) it in those comments. (laughs) Yeah, Daniel
1: Slander. Listen, is he the richest man on earth? No. No. But we were talking that like a lot of the book would not have worked if this man was like swimming in
0: money. Okay. It was very intentional.
1: Kayla said earlier Daniel literally does not have time he takes care of everyone in this town so like if he didn't have all this responsibility if he didn't have to like cut his mom a check every month yeah he'd probably be a little bit more well off so oh he's not broke he's just not rich
2: and also (laughs) Alexis taught him how to value himself better anyway he was selling furniture but he was not selling you know at the 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 rate that he could have been and so alexis I, taught him you need to value yourself more because you are charging way less than you should be that's another part and also when daniel and alexis i'm see now i'm also daniel's defense, defense attorney. <laughs> and also when daniel and alexis had their first night together she had she didn't know who this man was she just know that she just knew about his character she didn't know anything else materially about this man
0: you guys defend care. them both so. too like daniel and alexis equally yeah, yeah, that time that selena was like, "Alexis doesn't know how to sweep." You guys were like, <laughs> and I'm
1: like, "Listen, Alexis grew up extremely privileged. Like she had people sweep for her. Yeah, if I lived in a mansion and had a nanny, you think I'm going to know how to sweep too? You think Kim Kardashian's kids know how to sweep? No. We've so all seen that video of Kendall them.
0: Jenner trying to cut a yeah, cucumber.
1: They don't know how to do shit because other people do it for them, like and she acknowledges it and then she works to get better. And now Homegirl is like, Fixing a dishwasher, she can like change a breaker. Garbage disposal. Yeah, she yeah. can. Oh, the garbage disposal, not a dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She can. Yeah. She can cook now. She, she can, can clean. Disposal. She is a great person, and I'm tired of people talking shit about her. By people, I mean Selena. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have Selena on. We love I love something. Selena. Love Selena so
0: much. Uh, Kayla, any final thoughts on part of your world? Um,
2: another selling point to this book is that there are. Lots of animals, very cute animals, a baby goat that wears pajamas, and a dog named Hunter who is based off of Abby's own dog, um, and he's kind of insane. He causes a lot of problems, but we love him very much. And also just like the side, character, side characters like Doug, um, who is Daniel's friend, like Brianna, Alexis's best friend, some amazing people. The rest of them, oh, and Popeye. Popeye's great. The rest of the characters, we don't really love. We don't really talk about them. Intentionally. Well, it's, like, uh, also, intentionally, um, we don't like them.
1: <laughs> we really like Liz, though. I think that, that's another good part of this oh, book. Oh, Liz is, is also. Is also the there's a subplot also, with Liz.
2: Yeah. There's also, like, we we had talked about how Abby um, really does her research and takes great care in talking about serious topics. And there also is domestic, a domestic violence subplot with another side character named Liz. And I do also think that she handles that with great care as well. Um and Alexis kind of gives her some advice um, and again I think that the way that Alexis talks to her and talks to her you know not just as you know a victim I think is uh, really powerful there's a certain scene yeah that's like your heart kind of stops when you were reading about it at least that's how I felt my heart yeah. kind of like you know stopped when I was reading about it but um, uh, I think that she handled it really well.
0: Yeah. So those are our comfort books or what we identified today as our comfort books. I'm sure I, for me, at least my comfort books, which is I was like having a crisis about which book to bring today. And I know you guys kind of share The Simple Wild, A Part of yeah. Your World and some others, which hopefully we'll talk about another time. But...
1: Is there a comfort book that you wish yes. you would have talked about here?
0: If you had a if yeah, if you had a runner up. I was just, like debating between this one, one and and juniper hill by Mm -hmm. definitely perry because those are my two most read books on my shelf Uh, i ended up with this one just because it like i said it started my bookstagram journey and i've read it more than any other book i've ever read so but yeah do you guys have your runners up are each other's uh
1: yeah but i think another one for me is uh the long way home magnolia Mm -hmm. park's long way home Mm -hmm. i reread that book so many times obviously i don't read certain parts of it because like that's too much pain
0: yeah um
1: but the nice pain in that book is really good. And then same with like Daisy Hates too. Like I, yeah, it just like, in, like time to go to bed. It's like, what do I go to? Jonah and Caller? Do I go to BJ and Magnolia? Do I go to Julian Hates? Like, yeah. Who's on
0: deck? <laughs> who's hurting the most tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taylor, for me,
2: yeah, for me, that's, that's hard. Cause obviously like, I think part of your world and the Simple Wild series in general are just like, to me, they, I can't like pick between the two. But if I like had to pick another runner-up, I also think that for me in the running would be Lessons in Chemistry. Mm. I Elizabeth Zott to me as a character like I love her so much and I love her journey that she takes. It's very emotional, but it's also very like at the end it was um, very full circle. And I love like Kinder also said earlier today, you love full circle moments, and this is a very full, cir- full circle book. Yeah, oh, and so the audiobook good. is also great. That, I think I, I guess I would say more the audiobook is a comfort for me rather than the physical book. Definitely.
0: Oh, well, amazing. Thanks for hanging yeah, out with us for our first episode of Bring Your Own.
2: Yay! Yay. Yay. We did it!
0: <laughs>
2: Thank you to all three listeners who made yeah. it to this. Thank you to my
0: mom, to Kendra's best friend Madison, and to Kelly's <laughs> and Aaron. <Jared.
1: laughs> uh, Brandy's oh, boyfriend Daniel, her best friend Bailey
0: we're gonna be great our five listeners we love you yeah. <laughs> um Shout out. no yeah but uh hopefully we get to do this again and if we do um next time we'll be bringing something else so Woo-hoo. yay right. all right love you Bye, guys. <laughs> yay!